world is your favorite Ethiopian Sue Solo. This is the kid Ferrari Simmons. Hey, yo, what up, podcasters? It's the one and only OCT from the Barlow Alert Show. That's right, it's all produced by me. And we, we own From the latest in entertainment news, baller mail, comment creeping, celebrity guest hosts, and more. We got nothing but big vibes on the Baller Alert Show podcast. Big vibes with me, Ferrari Simmons. Me, Sue Solo. And me, OCT. Check us out on the Baller Alert Show podcast today. Available on the iHeartRadio app. On Apple Podcasts. Or wherever you get your podcast. Open your hearts. Loosen your butts. It's time for couples therapy. Yeah, this podcast is Andy and Naomi's Where they can both laugh and hang with all their homies Talking excellent vacationing with brunches and cuddling To messy situations, shits and conscious and coupling From Netflix hookups to single them with some Hulu Text sex, regrets, or feeling on your new jubu They gon' talk about it, ah, yeah, you are invited, ah Needing therapy, I guarantee, baby, we got it It's Welcome to Couples Therapy. My name is Andy. I am Naomi. And we are a real life couple, a real life couple of comedians. And on Couples Therapy, we bring the best sets from our live show where comics who are close do sets together about the relationship to you, the listener. Sometimes we have guests in the studio to talk or give advice. That's one of these episodes. Yes, baby. We get into it. Naomi, who's our guest today? Our guest is Ryan O'Connell. He is the creator and the star of the new Netflix show Special, which is based on his book, I'm Special and Other Lies We Tell Ourselves. (laughs) Ryan has also worked as a writer on shows like Will and Grace and MTV's Awkward. And, you know, Special, we were big fans and we were like, we gotta talk to him. We gotta get in here. Yeah. I've really felt, so we're recording this intro afterwards. I was saying like, oh, this was like seek treatment. You guys were seek treatment. And I'm coming in from Comedy Bang Bang. I'm, uh, 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 reference to uh, Mr. Show. And we're like, no thanks, honey. <laughs> we're like, okay. I mean, I look, uh, I binge special like a week ago. I loved it. i a uh, huge fan of Ryan, Poonam Patel, uh, Jessica Hecht. Jessica Hecht. Uh, Fab- uh, Patrick Fabian? Is that Patrick Fabian. I it's mean, just, look, it's, it's just it's everything. Top to bottom full of great people yeah. and very well written and just so enjoyable. Watch it on Netflix. We're saying, I, I said this I, uh, at the end of the episode, but I really feel like I have to always say it because we live in Hollywood where everyone's fake as shit. Right, <laughs> Naomi? We're blowing the top off this town. Wow. You're a real whistleblower and truth teller. <laughs> That's what I've always said about you. Uh, uh so I, I feel like whenever I'm giving a real compliment, I feel like I have to like say, by the way, we really mean right. this. Right, like, I mean it, I mean it, I'm not being an ass. Yeah. Um, by the way, little housekeeping yeah, before get we get into, the into it. Deets and Dates. Uh, deets and Dates. Uh, we have a live show monthly here in Los Angeles. The next one is Saturday, June the 1st this at the Saturday. Virgil. This Saturday. It's going to be great. we got Yasser Lester from Black Monday. We've got... Lyric Lewis from AP Bio. And a bunch of other people. Yes. If you want tickets, go to CouplesTherapyPod.com. While you're there, why not sign up for our Patreon? Naomi and I give you two extra episodes every month on the Patreon. Just us talking pretty timely about whatever we're dealing with in the moment. You know, we record these episodes kind of in advance, so we don't get to, you know... We don't get to give you what's really going on in our lives at that moment. All the emotional tumult. <laughs> we sit on our couch and we get into it on mic. 
Yes. Except the episodes where we bicker, we do not release. <laughs> um, so, listen. Man, Aaron, our dirty laundry, the, the lost episode where we bickered and decided not to put it out. <laughs> uh, but like, people are paying. Um, but, so, yeah, for $5 for less than a sack of moss sticks. It, also, you know, this episode we got with Ryan is advice episode. People are calling in, they're writing in, and we and our guest, we get into it. We get an- we give answers. We are not professional, but we think we are. So if you would ever like some advice or you want to ask on behalf of somebody, anything you got going on, call in. What's that number, Andy? 323-524-7839. Of course, you can get all the stuff at the Couples Therapy website. Finally, Naomi. Uh, we're continuing our contest. If you write a review, five-star review, write something nice for us on the website and then tweet the, you know, take a screen grab, tweet it at us. We got, uh, one of these, uh, spa eggs. It is an essential <laughs> oil diffuser and so help me God. I use it for my baths. I have one, uh, and Andy I like it so much. Soak. I like to soak, read some comic books in the bathtub, oh, put on a spa, the spa egg, the essential, essential oil, oil diffuser. diffuser. We got an extra one. Uh, in the box, new, and if you uh, send us your review of our show, uh, then uh, we'll pick one out and we'll send you an essential oil, oil diffuser. diffuser. All right, guys, so that's the info. But now, get ready to listen to us sit down with Ryan and help you Ayanna fix your life. Roll it. Is that hot? It no, was, that was yeah, it was. So Literally was- everyone reads it with like NPR ASMR vibes. Oh, yeah. We are Terry there, Gross. By is the it, way. Yeah. Is it gross or just Terry Gross? Terry disgusting. Yeah, Terry exactly. <laughs> Terry Vile. Terry Kurt, nasty. Kurt Vile sister. Um, um yeah. Uh, everyone reads it with uh the y- y- sultry vibes. Really? Not, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, it actually makes me feel triggered because I like thought I was doing a new spin, but it turns out I'm literally just like everybody. Oh, I know. Because your vibe is being special. Oh, oh okay. wow. this is not your first time at the rodeo. I'm obsessed. <laughs> okay, like a pro. Okay, I've been I've been pro. Uh, literally, you burst Zach's eardrums <laughs> with your screaming eardrums. Oh my God. I made sure it was off mic at least. No, that shit wasn't off mic for my ear. <laughs> I screamed too. No, mm. your scream was fine. Really. Always. Oh, God bless. <laughs> I'm like, hashtag guest privilege. Oh, please. Brian, Ryan O'Connell is here, and it's like literally all I've ever wanted because basically, so we have mutual friends. Yeah, well, we, Isaac Oliver. Yeah, Isaac Oliver, yeah. Uh, gifted <laughs> writer. I call him a performer, even though I feel like he wouldn't say that. I think he's definitely a performer. But yeah, 100%. 100%. He literally performs. Right. But he, <laughs> like, he's more, because he, he, goes, he goes, well, I'm reading. And I'm like, no. No, he's yeah, performing. You're giving us those words. Oh, but honey. We, yeah. met through, we met through Isaac. Yeah. And um, then Andy and I, and it was funny, actually, because even before, even before we watched special, Isaac was like, I think you would really like my friend Ryan. He's like, well, he said the same thing said, to yes. me. We were eating at Little Dom's, loving, laughing, and loving, and he was we like, eating the uh, the, uh, the cracker balls? thin pizza. No, I would <laughs> never. I would never get a pizza there. I would never. I get the rice balls, oh. and then I get the chicken parm. That's the only thing to do. That's- I don't know why I had to stop this to throw shade at Little Dom's. <laughs> no, I know, I know. I'm like, sponsor me, please. I go there like once a week. Um, and Isaac was like, you need to meet my friend Naomi. I was like, LOL. I'm like fully obsessed with her. Like, I love her comata. Wow. And then he, and- he said, and of course her fiance, Andy, well, who is right. also dazzling in his own right. Dazzling? I'm okay. sure that. He yeah. did say that. <laughs> he did. Did, did say, say yeah, that. Yeah, Let's get Isaac did say on that. the fucking line right now. 
Lol. He gets a fucking answer. He just said in terms of friendship. He just said, That's you know, because look, yeah. not to be a bitch, but like he's not nominating straight white males to be my friend. <laughs> he's Facts. not like factual. <laughs> he's like, oh, here's like a gifted like woman lawler. Like, hello, it's like peanut butter and jelly. It's true. You know what I mean? And now from Annie's perspective, it's peanut butter and jealousy. Oh, <laughs> baby. I'm going to flip this fucking table over. <laughs> so angry I am. Lol. But th- so then it was good. And then we got like literally binge special. And oh. I was like, I must. But then it was so funny because in my head, I literally was like, okay, Isaac. You got to connect me with Ryan, but I don't want Ryan to think it's like I'm trying to connect because he has a program. Do you know what I mean? Honey, like, yeah, but, I but I would be, that. listen, I've, I think I've had a lot of people come out of the woodwork since the show. Yeah. Yours was a gift. I literally <laughs> was like, because like, really the only good thing about having a platform now is like you can be friends with people that you've wanted to be friends with. <laughs> and it's not like, it's not like yeah. weird. Yeah. Because you're like, I have a show. Like, it's so dark, actually, as I'm explaining it and verbalizing it, it's dark, but it's true. <laughs> you're like, I have permission to talk to Naomi now because I have a show. Oh my God. <laughs> Honestly, if you didn't have a show, you could talk to me. Oh, honey. That is so the sweet. rule. That's Don't so you think he a D? If you're a cool person, yeah, talk yeah. to us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's but our, if you're not if you're, cool, if please. you're not, say the fuck away from me. Get out of my house. Get if out. you're, if you're thirsty, yeah. shameless, fake, go the fuck home. That's what I say, That's right, Naomi? Say. Yeah, yeah, go home to your millions of dollars because it's worked out really well. <laughs> if you're thirsty and fake, you are thriving. Wait. You are literally thriving and you have an overall deal. <laughs> Not to refocus, but to refocus. Oh, please, refocus. I need to keep us classy. Right before we started recording, we were talking about weddings. Yeah. I re- yeah. like That, I found it so juicy. <laughs> I'm like, listeners, you got to hear this stuff. Because Naomi yeah. and I have been engaged for six years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of the big reasons... What can I say? That financial. Hurt, financial. Hurt my family. <laughs> no, financial is like for it's real. Not, no, no, but really, but like my parents like wanted a lot of things for our wedding that we don't want. And so we, we just stopped planning. But why do your parents have any say whatsoever? I don't understand. Are they paying for it? It's a co-production between. Oh, <laughs> oh honey. Between us and my parents. In the kitchen spoil the broth. Well, exactly. Wow. But it's, so we just but, stopped planning. But it was, yeah. but I think it was also, again, to avoid that, right? Right. Would be then. It's my it's a it's a Naomi Andy joint. Yeah, so that's that what it needs. I need the money to do that. Right. And the nature of the work we all do. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you might make some good paychecks, but it could only last three months. Yeah, you never know you, where the next paycheck's yeah, coming from. That's, that's like, the thing. You can never that's the mind fuck of this business is like you make so much money in such a short amount of time that you but you can't ever breathe easy because yeah, you could literally not work for a year and then that right. money has to go the whole year. Right. So, so then can, we're like as you, and then you were saying, right, because you said you grew up working class. Yes, I did. I grew up, yes. Which as a... <laughs> yes, I'm like triggered. I'm I know, a, like you're like, like a I deep breath. <laughs> I know. Well, because <sighs> it was hard. I got to say, like, my my dad is also... I mean, he's not going to love that he doesn't listen to podcasts, but he's he's kind of cheap to like a pathological degree. And like, he, he was a social worker and he made like decent money, but he also just like... Like, for example, when my parents divorced, um, he got a two-bedroom apartment, even though there were three children. And my brother slept in a walk-in closet. My sister got her own bedroom. And then I slept in bed with my dad. Not in a creepy way. <laughs> but in a sad way. Because yeah, it's, it's yeah, sad. Yeah. It was definitely like Willy Wonka and the Chocolate yes, Factory. Yes, yes, yes. It was like I was Charlie look, looking for my golden ticket. Right, right. You know what I mean? And then, so then my sister moved out. My brother got his own room. And then I moved into my brother's walk-in closet. And the walk-in closet was the upgrade. Okay? That's the life that I was living. Right. You had a door now. Yeah. You had your I, own door. Yeah, yeah. And my brother, I, we were talking about this the other day. My brother's like, you're not telling the story factually, Ryan. You 
did get offered the other closet to live in, but you didn't like it. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, because that walk-in closet was even smaller. <laughs> and I'm sorry, not to be a diva. Like, you need to be a like, robe. Yeah. You have to like, be able to turn in a full circle. Yes. And also not to be like subtle about it, but I was in the closet at this time too. So like living in the closet and being in the closet, I was like, honey. I can't. It's too much. I can't. It's too much. It's too much. It's too many layers. Yeah. At least the inner match the outer. In a little way. <laughs> exactly. The, the closet is the closet. <laughs> yes. Yeah, 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 totally. like, this feels safe. No, terrifying. Yeah, exactly. But Right, but when you grow up, when you're like, you know, because I would say, right, to me, it's like about an awareness of money and a constant, like, I know what this costs. I know what I can and cannot have. And as someone yes. who I went to school with a lot of very wealthy people, yeah. that's what I noticed. It was like, they didn't care. You right. know, they never looked at a tag. They right. just got the thing. Right. And so- I think that mentality still stays with me even if I do have like a good semester in life. You know what I'm saying? Like, it no, is I'm a like, semester. It, it's five months. You're going yeah. semester to semester in yeah, the streets. Yeah, it is. Semester at sea, honey. <laughs> oh my God. And you then kind of go, okay, what am I going to do? And then the nature of weddings, even on the low end. Oh, it's like $24,000. Yeah, That's a yeah. cheap one, right? For something modest. 24, very specific. It, well, I'm sorry. Looking, you've been researching? No, because my, my best friend got married and actually it was a gorgeous wedding. She told me how much it cost. And it was a gorgeous one, but she was, she told me she was like, and my she's very like thrifty and mm-hmm. really good with money. She's like, no, no, this is like literally like this is low end, like this is a low end yeah. journey. And I yeah. was like, oh my god, right. I was I was scared because I am not good with money. Let's be clear, I grew up blue collar, but honey, I am like I make it rain even when it's <laughs> in a bad way. Like yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I'm in no position yeah. for it to be raining as much as it is. Right. It needs to calm down. Right, it needs to be right. sunny out. Yeah. But like I'm still making it rain. Yeah. Do you have and bougie tastes? Are you blue collar be- bougie tastes? Beyond. Beyond. Because I've been a TV writer for six years. So I've I've been, I mean, I, there's been, you know, happier times and not yeah, so happy yeah, times. Yeah, yeah, But But it's like I, I, I've definitely been elevated to this like class level that I'm beyond comfortable with. Beyond. <laughs> and can I just say something? I flew this is very relatable i i flew first class to new york to do press and so when you do press netflix pays for everything and i'd never flown first class in my life holy we can relate (laughs) honey i wish i never knew i know i mean mean, by the way no can i just say though i knew i wasn't like living in coach i mean i was lame as a rock i was literally like are you joking are we just like gonna hang out in the overhead compartments now like because like i knew and my boyfriend's six foot three so he's in his own fucking hell but (laughs) but i knew i knew that it was not great yeah but being at first class and i'm talking about delta fucking one okay Delta One, yes. LA to New York. Yes. Holy shit! To I was get like, risotto I... and watch the crimes of Grindelwald. Yes. By <laughs> Are the you way, kidding me? By the way, I hate flying. Truly. Yeah. And I literally was like, wait, we're landing in New York. Oh my god. I was <laughs> devastated. I literally was like, wait, can we actually just fly? For right. A more hours? Circle. Just like circle. Because I like got so much work done. I like yeah. like like I laid out. Like I was just like like living truly the best life. And and now it's like I can't go back. Right. I cannot go back. Don't yeah. make me go back. I, I'm telling you, we literally had the same experience. The one time we took it, and it was again through a work thing where I was like, well, now that I know I could live this way. <laughs> I mean. It's like, it's like again, it's like compare and despair. Like I was, I again, I didn't love coach, but I was no. like, we're all in it, right? This is living. This yeah, is life. We, there's yes. no choice. Solidarity. Solidarity among with the, the pro- working class the proletariat. With the proletariat. <laughs> yeah. Wow, Naomi, you've been listening to 
Andy, I know what the damn proletariat is. Okay, okay. girl. I'm going okay. to just go. Okay. <laughs> but, yeah, like you 1984 t- Animal Farm realness. <laughs> okay. But you been they- listening to my David Harvey podcast? Absolutely not. All right. <laughs> but no, it's it's fucked up. Yeah. Because you really do. Yeah. And then and then I remember, so then I got, <laughs> again, very relatable. I got flown first class again to, to get an award. And, um, but it was, it was, uh, it was to uh, LA to Atlanta, which is not Delta One. It's just Delta first class. And I was like, mm. <laughs> I like, I got to first class and I was like, wait, this isn't Delta One. I was like, why is this not Delta One? Because it's different. It looks different. You were like, this is not the lifestyle Delta, to which I've grown accustomed. Delta One is like truly like Versailles. It's like fucking gorgeous. And <laughs> Delta, like when it's not Delta One, it's just regular first class. Again, regular first class. <laughs> Stick with me. Relatable. Uh, you're like, you're like, oh, it's just like a. Bigger seat, and more leg room. Just a little more leg room. Anyways, <laughs> but but I will say like they gave me uh, like the options for for the dinner, proving that I'm just blue collar through and through. And they were like, you can have the salmon risotto, like something really fancy. Yeah. And I was like, I don't like either of those. I'm like, can I just get like a turkey sandwich? And they're like, well, yeah, you you can get those in economy. And I'm like, can I just pay you to get a turkey sandwich. I, I don't and they're like they literally looked at me like I was psychotic. So I was like turning down their free in quotes meal um yeah. to eat a bad turkey sandwich. A bagged turkey sandwich but, is but no that's less. that's just what I wanted. And that's, that's, what you that's I'm a Ventura girl. <laughs> you know? I'm just a, I'm, a, I'm an eight oh five princess, honey. We eat tur- we eat we're not fancy. We eat turkey sandwiches, okay? Okay, I'm serious. And we don't have southern accents. That was just an improv. No, that was just doing it. Uh, yeah. yeah. Wait, anyway. One of the things okay, so class and then uh one of the things that stuck out for us watching special was the mama drama. Mm-hmm. Oh God, it spoke to my heart. Really? You yeah. Have complicado relationships with both, Ooh. like both of you. Uh, more with the I. Yes. Okay. So oh, okay. <laughs> more with Naomi's mom, and uh, it, as our relationship has gone on and deepened, uh, it's spread. To me, right, you're getting like the runoff. A, oh, yes. you're infected. Like yes. the like the you're plague. Infected. Yes, yeah. like yeah. the plague. I'm also you're Gwyneth and Contagion. You're not going to survive the first act. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Fair yeah, enough. Yeah. Okay. I, I forgot to put on a hazmat suit because I thought I didn't need it. Yeah. And now, yeah. yeah. Totally. 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 Then she coughed in your mouth. <laughs> so, Basically. But well, because what's the deal? well, especially because you live in New York. Yeah. Well, Jersey. Yeah. New York, uh-huh. basically. But the thing was, again, because in the show, you're an only child. And so yeah, that's which is not what, real. I but mean, that's like, because it was just me and my mom oh. for, the, for most of my life. Okay. Basically, because my parents divorced when I was maybe five or six. Okay. And then it was like just, and then she didn't remarry again until I went off to college. Okay. So. There was no I'm room like, for anyone else until you left. Exactly. It took me leave for her to be like, who am I? Yeah, yeah, you know? totally. Uh-huh. And so yeah. it was, you know, that and kind of, um, that dynamic when you're just like you're both hurting, uh-huh. and you think it's for the best. Yeah, <laughs> you no, know totally. what I mean. Well, you have no point of reference. <clears throat> Your brain is like placenta. Yeah, like you just don't know what a boundary is. You don't know what codependency is. You just this is your normal. You have n- you live in a vacuum. Right. You, do. you don't know what it could be like. You don't know what the alternative is. And there is that relationship too, like where it is your mom. So you're like, yeah. Well, I. Because those things like there's, I remember like when my mom would be mad at me, I would be devastated and I would do whatever I could to get in her good graces. Right. Because my mom, like, you know, black mama drama means she'll tell you about yourself. Okay. It's oh. not, it's not this like white mama, like <laughs> tight smile, I'll see you later. Yeah. A black mama is, you failed me. And then <laughs> you failed me, you busted. You busted. <laughs> and it's like, and you're like, okay, that's where we stand. That's it's the worst. Wait, can we set the scene for one second though? If you haven't seen special. 
Uh, you, your character, and uh, Jessica Hecht? Yeah. Jessica that, Hecht. Who, oh, uh, fucking coming up through here. I was like, bitch, I ain't see you since Friends. You coming through flawless? I know. She's I amazing. Incredible. She's been a theater actress. By the way, gays love her. Like, gays love like, an underrated actress yeah. queen. They yeah. like, love it. They're like, yes, Jessica's Jessica! <laughs> <laughs> She's amazing. I fucking love She's her. She's so fucking amazing. Yeah. See our friends, Damien Ann's podcast. You might know her from. Yes. yes. You might know her from. But uh, but uh, your character's very codependent relationship. Yeah. How much of that is based on your real relationship with your mom? Well, I think with a, mostly everything, it's like an exaggerated mm-hmm. version. But, I, but it was really interesting to me because I feel like they weren't codependent by choice. They were codependent by necessity at first because- Growing up with cerebral palsy, like, honey, it's a full-time job. Mm-hmm. Like, you're getting your, like, you're rolling up your sleeves and you're getting to work. Because I really did require a certain level of care that extended beyond that of an able-bodied child. So it was really interesting to me because, but then cerebral palsy sort of levels itself out. The first, like, the first 10 years you're, like, living in a TBD place and you're just, mm-hmm. like, having to get surgeries and fitted for leg braces. And, like, doctors don't really know how things are going to turn out. They're, like, hoping for the best. And then when you go through puberty, you sort of, like, level out and, like, uh. what, what you're left with is what you're left with. But it was really interesting because it just kind of already, you know, the clay had dried. Like, the stage had been set for codependency. And, you know, once you pop, you can't stop. So, like, <laughs> it just was what it was. And I thought it was just – I think in the show, I mean, first of all <laughs> – like, I moved out when I was 18, not 28. Yeah. Psycho freak. <laughs> Psycho freak, Ryan. Um, I, so, and so my mom and I, so I, I individuated myself, like, pretty early on, okay. but, 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 uh, yeah, I mean, codependency is, still can't be undone just by geography. I mean, mm-hmm. we had Girl, to. Girl, you telling? But I think also with my mom, not to be, like, whatever about it, but, like, I think with my mom, I, I, she's someone who's never put herself first ever. Like all mm. she cares about is other people's needs and wants. Mm-hmm. And so this show was honestly like a weird exercise in wish fulfillment where mm-hmm. I was like, what, what, what would my mom do if she was forced to really examine what it is that she wanted out of life? Because I don't think my real my mom IRL has ever done that. Yeah. And it bumps yeah. me out. It makes yeah. me sad. I know. Yes. Yeah. Because, because when they when they flee the nest or whatever, like – you don't have anything. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, okay, well, what is my life without these people? And if you don't ever figure that out, you're going to have no life. Right. Especially so. because, I mean, with any of us, I mean, look, just even being 35, I think it's hard to make friends, let alone when you're 55, 65, you know, the oh more my people God. get like, how do you, like, if you don't kind of establish, yeah. you know, your social circle, your network, it just gets harder to do as time goes on because everyone gets entrenched in their own lives. Absolutely. So what do you do at 65 being like, girl, you want to go out? And it's like, I'm retired. Like, I know, they don't want to, you know, and, it's like very hard. I know. And it's weird because my mom, oh, wait, and this is in the show, but my mom like really involves herself in the lives of women that she barely knows. Like she'll literally go on like TED Talks about a girl who like cut her off at the bank. You know what I mean? <laughs> and she really, she really does follow like a neighborhood watch page. And she's always yeah. like talking about these people I've never met or heard of. Like, you know, Vicky at the the store. And I'm like, I don't know. You know? <laughs> she I mean, stocks it, the soup case. Yeah. I mean, it's like, what is going on? And, and there's no, and it breaks my heart because it's just, it's just busying. It's just like, it's just, blah, 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 you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and I wish that she, I mean, whatever. I, it's hard. It's really yeah. hard. And it, you know, what's so funny is that I wasn't emotionally evolved enough. Basically like my, 
my sadness about my mom not really finding out what she wanted of life would manifest as anger because I was not emotionally involved enough to like yes. really understand what it was. So I would just be angry at her mm-hmm. and I would just like resent her and I would be like, mom, like, why do you do this? Do it this way. Like, what are you doing? Which obviously like would not help the situation. Spoiler alert. It just makes things worse. And really it took the last year or two slash being in therapy for me to realize like, and really just have empathy for my mom who has just done everything for everyone else. And you know, it's sad, but me being angry at her is psychotic and mm. totally misdirected and misguided. And so I just try to come from like a place of love with her, yeah. you know, as much as I can. Yeah. Because my frustrations are really just sadness. That's what they yes, are. Yes. They're just, dre- but they're dressed up, you know. Cause, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's Well, like my therapist had told me, she was like, you have to mourn the relationship you don't have. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Stop. And also just stop trying to like, you're never going to get that. Like whatever you want from her, like. You're never going to get that. So you just have to accept the relationship for what it is and, again, come from a place of love. And there's a lot to love. My mom is an incredible woman. And, yeah. and looking back, honestly, in the in the divorce of it all, like, honestly, like, my dad was sort of the villain, even though I was immediately empathizing with my dad at that age. And my mom was – it's interesting. Like, they got divorced, and my, my dad, you know, got a two, two-bedroom apartment for, with three kids. <laughs> okay. And you're like, I love him. Even, even though he made more money than my mom – and my mom, who made less money, she got a house. She bought a house. Like She worked on call as a nurse. She worked like 24 hours a day, basically, to provide us with a sense of stability and structure. And so when I look back at it now, I'm like, wait, my mom was low-key like the rock star. Yeah. And she like really like fought for us to have some kind of like stability, whereas my dad, quite frankly, didn't. And it was so interesting at that age. It just I didn't I didn't have the emotional intelligence to even understand what that was. What was that like eight ten? Yeah, eight yeah. or ten. So okay. I just like thought, and like my dad and I, my dad and I have always like gotten along better as like friends. Like like we just yeah. understand each other in a way that my mom and I never really have. So it was really easy to ally myself with my father. Um, but like yeah, looking back, like my mom killed herself to like to really provide us with something, and that's so commendable. And she's so strong. And yeah, I just want you just want the best for your parents, but it's hard because they didn't grow up in a culture of self-care like therapy <laughs> they didn't they didn't understand yeah. that they got married when they were fucking 24 25 mm-hmm. they had kids they never yep. they never thought what is it that i want you know what i mean they never thought to even ask that question so what you have is you have a lot of people now and they're like 60s or whatever that just have really unexamined lives and that's Brian <laughs> you because literally in the words of naomi preach <laughs> yeah. it is like yeah dealing with that dynamic and you know, the disconnect that comes, because I would always say with my mom, too, the disconnect comes in, like, you work to give me a life you never had, mm-hmm. which means you don't understand the life I have now. Yeah. Right? If she's put all the, because yep. especially for me, it was, like, sending you to private school oh, and giving you all these things. Uh-huh. And then it's like, yeah, but see, the, the whites fucked me up in the head. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, totally. didn't know how Whoa, that totally. was going to go. Exactly. That's and, an experiment. Exactly. Yeah. And so, like, and now, and now you don't understand, like, the things I struggle with or the way I behave. Or, you know what I mean? Like, those right. kind of things. I'm like, it's as a result of you literally put, like, giving me, like, it, it is foreign to you. It yeah. Generational paradigm shift. Ooh, generational yeah. paradigm shift. Write an article. But we have to go to commercial soon, but I want to ask you guys a question. As you're talking, I'm thinking about this, like, how do you have empathy for these people in your lives and also have boundaries to protect yourself? Does that right. make sense? Yeah. 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 Because I think that's that's one of the things at least therapy. you and I are struggling therapy. with. Therapy, therapy, therapy. I can't recommend it enough. I'm not kidding. Yeah. To me, therapy, for me, has been once you see, you can't unsee. Like, really. 
You know yeah. what I mean? And yeah. I, that's been my experience with therapy. It's like, oh, twist, like story break about myself. Oh my God, wow, I can literally never look at that the same way again. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, and I think that really helps. And like, whenever I feel myself backsliding into old patterns of behavior or old dynamics, I like check myself before I wreck myself. Yeah. I mean, that's just, it's just been really helpful. Yeah. 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 That feels oh. like a- <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Okay, this is literally exactly how you want to break before we come back answering your questions and helping you handle your scandal, okay? We'll be right back, bitch. Hey, guys, it's Bobby Bones. I host The Bobby Bones Show, and I'm pretty much always sleepy because I wake up at 3 o'clock in the morning. A couple hours later, I get all my friends together, and we get into a room, and we do a radio show. We share our lives, we tell our stories, we try to find as much good in the world as we possibly can, and we look through the news of the day that you'll care about. Also, your favorite country artists are always stopping by to hang out and share their lives and music, too. So wake up with a bunch of my friends on Big 104.7 in Pittsburgh or wherever the road takes you on the iHeartRadio app. And we are back, bitch. (laughs) With Ryan O'Connell, okay? We are three therapy stands coming to you right now. We are. And we are going to try to help you get your life with these questions. So, Ryan, people have called in. We have a dial-in line. Okay. Or have written. Yeah, or they also can write in. We have a lot of... don't check the uh, our email account very often, so these some of these are a little old, but I think very worthwhile. Okay. I hope I hope we can help them before some <laughs> of these things happen. This is this is one of the oldest ones we have. Um, okay, so this comes to us from anonymous. Has mm, to be okay. anonymous from email. Okay, mm. shy girl. Exactly. I mean, I mean, shy girl or boy. <laughs> don't know. Uh, we'll find out in a moment. <laughs> I am mixed Filipina mom, white dad. My fiance is from Mexico. My mom has a sister who has said a lot of fucked up shit about Mexicans and who is married to a real shitty white dude. <laughs> Lol. <laughs> uh, they both <laughs> voted for Trump and Ew. probably will again. Okay. I don't want the presence of my racist relatives at our wedding. Yes. I, yes. Uh, that was my, by the way. Yeah, sorry. Yes, you sing it. I, yes, I felt so, uh, so positive about that statement. Yeah. I had to call it. Yes. Uh, however, I do want to invite her son, who is my closest cousin and not a bigot like his stepdad. More importantly, I know my mom is going to throw a fit if I don't invite my aunt and her husband. What should I do? I have half a mind to call my aunt and say, are you going to vote for Trump again? Has the word illegal left your mouth in reference to a human being in the last six months? And if she says yes to either question or refuses to answer, then I'll tell her that's I'll tell her that's I've sent out the wedding invitations to everyone but her, and I'm ashamed to be related to her. <laughs> love but, that. Like, I, love, I, love how she, I love how she was like went from like, do I not say anything to me? Like, I'm gonna say this. <laughs> like literally, she just took a right turn. I know. She just like took it like she goes, I could do this or I could do this. <laughs> I was like, all right, wow, those are options. Uh, but I often do things like this without considering likely or possible consequences. How could that backfire horribly? For context, the rest of her siblings are not happy with them regarding this either. And then she sent another update. Oh, she sent oh, another oh, email. Update. Okay. I found out that three of my four mom siblings probably voted for Trump. I thought about putting a statement supporting queer, trans, people of color, immigrants, poor people, children, and other groups under attack by this administration on the wedding website. <laughs> I love that so troll. So far, we haven't. Just, oh, you, still I don't know what it. to do. I'll probably at least make a drunken rant on the mic about how important it is to stand up to bigots and come together and support each other. Woof. Okay. I identify with that so much. Naomi, I've said before- on our invitations when we eventually do get married, <laughs> say, if you voted for Trump, please do not come. 
Right. And instead make a donation to one of the following organizations. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think? I mean, like dealing with that family. Her- I mean, Herbie fully loaded. I mean, I feel, <laughs> I feel very like hashtag privileged because I don't know anyone who voted for Trump. Mm. But my family is very liberal. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just like don't know that life. Yeah. But um, I'm all about your wedding, your day, your choice. And so like if the, I mean, if someone if I knew someone that voted for Trump, I would be like, you're not coming. Like, it's not. Up for debate. Right. I would not be like confused about that. Like, no, honey, build the wall. Build the emotional wall. Build the emotional wall. Like, that's what you need. It's your fucking day. I don't know. I, I think that she should t- totally just invite them or he or whatever the fuck and that's it. What yeah. do you think? Is that bad advice? No, I, the thing, I don't. That's the thing that's so tough because I think that, you know, because the second part of that question was also like, I tend to not think these things through. To me, whenever I'm going to make like a big, bold decision, I, and I don't know if it's necessarily good, but I always kind of imagine, okay, well, what's the worst thing that could happen? That's and what whatever my therapist the, says to do. Well, well, then great. Then I feel like this is healthy. And then whatever the worst, and being like, can I get through the worst? Then I'll do it. Right. I think it's like, go ahead and do it, but no, you're going to hear about it. Right. And it's going to be some bullshit in the family for like a hot minute. Of course. It's like, like you're going to get married, that following Christmas might be a little icy. You know yeah, I, mean? I guess but, you just have to take inventory. Like, yeah. what, what, what can you live with? Can you live with them coming to the wedding and things being awk, whatever, whatever, or you control them on the, the toast, or do you just, can you withstand the awkwardness? Here's, right. let me throw this at you. So, I'm Jewish, but very waspy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh. We're from Pennsylvania, and my, my parents assimilated as fuck into <laughs> the waspy german I'm, of I'm Pennsylvania. I'm <laughs> Oh, no, it's terrible. Do you I've sting? Had to, uh, I've had to reverse everything. I've had to, like, therapy has helped me unpack all the waspiness and get back to my Jewish roots oh, of being loud uh, and yep, yep, <laughs> open. Yep, yep, yeah. yep. Uh, but so I found out at my sister's wedding, I found out that a lot of our relatives ended up voting for Trump in a way I didn't think was. Yeah. I, I, and now I have to think about like, I don't, I kind of don't give a shit, but I know my parents will if I'm like, no, get these fuckers, get these <laughs> white supremacist motherfuckers out of here. Yeah. And I'm going to hear shit from them. And do I want to hear shit from my parents for the next 20 years? Mm-hmm. To, to like, because it's not like we're going to discuss but, okay, so politics. The only at the... reason why you're you're thinking about what they'll feel is because it's a co-production. That's what we're saying about the wedding, right? So that means they're paying for some of it so they have ownership over your day, right? Mm-hmm. Is, that, is that correct? If, Wait, if, that, if, if that were to happen, happen, I'm trying to avoid a co-production. That's yes, what I mean. We're trying That's to pay for it ourselves. That's what I mean. It's like an independent product. Like maybe yeah. a fucking indie film made yeah. for $2. I don't, yeah, you know what exactly. I mean? That's like Blair Witch Project this shit. Like yeah. Kickstarter it. <laughs> like I think that the freedom of choice over your day, you can't put a price tag on that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, maybe that's just me. No, that's I, I mean, me. I, def- I definitely hear you. I mean, you you and your boyfriend have been together a long time, right? Yeah, four and a half years. And so you're like thinking in that vein. Well, yeah. So like basically we want to get married, but we both don't come from money. So our parents wouldn't help out Be at involved. all. Yeah. And then, um, which is a bummer because they like would let us do whatever we wanted if they did because they're <laughs> cool. <laughs> people don't have money are cooler than people with money. <laughs> Why does it work out this way? Um and then, uh, so then, so basically the onus would fall on us and I just can't, I want to buy a house and that's my truth and that's more important to me than having a wedding day. I yeah. Don't know. Yeah. You yeah. Know yeah. I mean? yeah. But I do want one. Right. I just want to get rich enough where I can buy a house and have the wedding day of my dreams without it impacting <laughs> I I mean, look, the thing is also my, we're not, we're middle class Jews. It's not yeah. like my parents are rolling in it either. Yeah. So for the small amount of money they're putting in, that seems to be a lot of influence 
I do want to do Plas Brothers our wedding. I do <laughs> yes, want <honey>. to <laughs> IndieWire. IndieWire that wedding sponsored by IndieWire. Yeah. Wait, I, I, but no, I think it's you know, I think what Anonymous is asking. I say, look, because as you said too, right? Even in the course of the email, there was a turn. Yeah. It was like you know what you want to do. Yeah, of you know what I you know. want. She's like, you need me to do I can do that. Like detail plan, like literally, like, like plan fucking to burn map. it down. Yeah, yeah, totally. And I'm just like, and I'm like, yeah, I'm like, dude, I'm like, you know what you want, and I think it is so true. I think. You know, weddings is like literally your only kind of day as an adult. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like I it know. is. Like when else do you have it? It's like you also, stop having birthday parties at like seventeen. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, well, not or no, twenty one. I guess. I'll talk, no. So <laughs> <laughs> like birthday dinner, please. <laughs> meal. You're like, please make it stop. I know. Please make it stop. But it's like, so I'm like, it is your day. It is your time. This like, if you don't want these, people, and it's not just that, you know, because I think there are the people who have uh, voted and supported these uh, policies. That's what I'll say. Not simply the man, but all the policies around that individual. Right. The T word. Yes. Uh, who who have the good sense to keep it to themselves. That's not what these family members sound like. You know what no. I mean? These are the family members who they are- seem like yeah, they're free. They're free, free to be. <laughs> and it's like you marrying someone who's Mexican and they talking shit about Mexicans? Oh yeah, you don't get to come to the wedding. <laughs> yeah. You don't get to come to the wedding. <laughs> it seems pretty cut and dry. Yeah. <laughs> but I wanted a free chicken cutlet. <laughs> yeah. Girl, feed yourself your own damn chicken. Oh my God, chicken cutlet. I'm feed yourself. <laughs> Let's get a chance to feed <laughs> yourself. Just for you, Ryan and I own chicken. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really trying we're here, not, guys. We're not joiners. <laughs> I know. I'm like, Nate, Nate. <laughs> <laughs> Nate, Nate. <laughs> All right. Let's listen to a voicemail. Okay. Hey, Andy. Hey, Naomi. Sorry if it's a little windy. I'm outside. I'm just calling to see what you guys feel about talking to a friend about breaking up with their current um, boo thing. I don't think she's the greatest for him. A little emotionally abusive. A little bit always blames him or she's insecure on her own issues. I think she needs some time for herself before she's in a relationship. <laughs> uh, I don't know if it's my place to say anything. Probably isn't. But it's the only thing I could think about. Once again, I'm just trying to see if you tell a friend that maybe the person he's with isn't the greatest person to be with at that time. That's all. Thank you and I love your show. Thanks, okay. friend. What do you think, Ryan? I bet I would bet money that this person is in his twenties. <laughs> I would bet money because the whole "I don't like your boyfriend" is a rookie twenty-something move, honey. That's some peak twenty-four-year-old shit. I don't like Ted, and I don't like how he treats you. It's like, okay, here's the deal. I get it. I have been there. I have my own issues with like speaking my mind and like wanting to fix everything and like have everyone do like I'm a Virgo from hell like trust me <laughs> so like I've, I've been in those situations a lot where I've been that person and I've learned through lots of trial and error that people gotta do what they gotta do and you have to live mm. and let live honey another therapy lesson live and let live now look I mean you can you can every friendship dynamic is different maybe this can withstand a comment maybe a conversation but you have to understand having that conversation and be prepared that you're not, doesn't mean that they're going to break up with that person. Rarely. What I've realized is that people don't do things until they are ready to do them. Yes. Period. Mm-hmm. Period. I don't think anyone's ever been like from a conversation with a friend being like, you know what? You're right. Get out of here, jerk. Like, I don't, <laughs> I don't know if that's really ever happened. Yeah. I think people need to get there on their own. 
Um, so I don't know, man. It's tricky. It's tricky, tricky. It, it, this sound, I don't know. No, I'm with you. You can't. You can't. And we've gotten a question like this before. People, there are a lot of friends who are caring about what other people are doing in their lives. I get it's it. Like, you absolutely cannot. You unless the person is obviously you. Know, and he says it's a little emotionally abusive, and it's kind of like because isn't to me it's also like there are personal you know boundaries yes. and rules. And then there's your friend's personal boundaries and rules. What you may think is abusive, another person is like, Love. They're just, yeah, <laughs> kind of like it's their fetish or fetish or like it's like no, but it's their it's their damage just, that they have to work out themselves, right? Or or they just may not even see it as a damage. Yeah. Like I've definitely you know known friends where their their partner seemed very um overbearing to me, but they liked a person who was like direct and kind of in charge, and it Absolutely. let them chill out, you yeah. know. And it's like okay, well that's your thing. To me, I'm us? like. Hell no. <laughs> but to me, I'm like, that person is acting like your parent, and they're like, I love it. You yeah. know what I mean? It's just kind of like, okay. Totally. I, I think you just got to stay clear. Yeah. You I got to, like, what's going to happen? You have this conversation. Exactly. Right? I think you said, you just said that you're like, they're not going to be like, oh, yeah, you know what? Oh, well, I, I don't know. Do you think, have you ever had a conversation with someone? Let me pose this to you guys. You ever have a conversation where someone's like, hey, this thing, uh, Blah, 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 whatever it is. And suddenly, like, a light goes off in here and you're like, oh, shit. Well, wait, I'm going to ask you, because didn't you tell me, didn't you have a friend who was like, I don't think you and Naomi would be good together? And, like, literally cut to nine years later. (laughs) Yes. It's like, it didn't stop you. But I think his thing was just that you're taller than me. Who wants that two cents? My God, people are so fragile. <laughs> Can you imagine? And he was literally like, I don't think this should happen. Yeah, I think this is like, this is a divide that is too great. <laughs> too great to overcome. Yeah, too great to overcome. But it's like, you I know. I think that you get the light bulb. I Okay, so I've had conversations with people in my 20s, again, in my 20s, <laughs> where I'm like, you shouldn't date this person. And they're like, oh my God, twist, you're so right. But, and then I'm like, I'm going to break up with them. And then they obviously literally never do. Or like, and then you feel like an idiot. Like, then you feel like mad at them because you're like, wait, we just had this amazing conversation. You were going to leave them and then you didn't. And then you're like mad at them. And then you're like, wait, why am I mad? This is their life. This is their choice. This is psychotic. Right. You know what I mean? Right. No, totally. So yeah, you're going to have to let it be. Mm-hmm. You're going to have to let it be, listener. Let it die by feist. <laughs> <laughs> Next one, you All right. This is a voicemail. Hey, Naomi and Andy, long-time listener here. I am wondering, is it a big deal if your significant other does not want to take pictures? I think that pictures are a great memento, and they make me feel, like, cherished and special, and I like looking back at them and, you know, recalling that moment. Um, But the person I'm seeing really just refuses to take pictures is that an issue all right well talk to you later or i guess i won't but bye (laughs) fully obsessed with her journey (laughs) by the way i have been hearing that song like by filter like if you want to take my picture i won't remember remember that one Um, that is truly lol. That is and also, like, I love that she didn't, like, specify. Like, she just said, take a picture. But, like, <laughs> yeah. I'm assuming of them. Right. Correct? Right. Yes. yes. But it was just, like, a blanket. Like, he didn't, like, take pictures. Right. <laughs> and I'm like, what? Of, like, the street? The sky? Like, what do you mean? <laughs> He'll sit for a painting or a sculpture. <laughs> yeah. But, but, uh, okay. photography. No. He thinks it, what if we, look, maybe it steals his soul. Maybe he thinks. He means- 
that taking no, a picture. No, look, I okay. What is he talking? What is I get? I kind of get. Okay, I kind of. I hate having my picture taken. Mm-hmm. I feel very like unattractive, and I don't know how to pose. And so I, I and I know, for instance, I know. You do you know how to live and work though? Live, work, pose. That's what I don't know how to do. <laughs> That's um, the tagline for your new NBC sitcom. <laughs> live, work. work. Pose? <laughs> Will she ever learn to pose? Stay tuned. Stay tuned. 22 episodes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> posing questions. There it is. Posing questions. But it was... Oh God, uh, posing questions? Like P-O-S-I-N? Apostrophe? Questions? L-O-L. Oh my God. It is... I think like... So I know like... It sounds like maybe this person is insecure. Because here's my the second part of my question, right? Wouldn't it be like... Is it that they don't want to take them? They're like, don't post them. Like, does this person have a second family? Right. You know what I mean? Now, that's a different issue. Oh, if it's like, shit. I don't want documentation. Oh, that's so weird. Yeah. God, and but also- if it's just, I don't like to take them. It's like, that, that, that person doesn't feel confident, doesn't like their face. My brain would never go there, but honestly, I knew someone that once, like, very peripherally, that, like, was truly seeing two people at once for, like, five years. Like, or no, like, literally, they didn't know about the other one. And I was oh, like, um, what? Like, how can you in this culture today? Yeah, oh, yeah. Like, wow, what high stakes. Like, yeah. I can't. I know. But it was crazy. Like, I, my brain would never go there, but, like, I guess that's a thing that I am. Oh, I know. God. Well, you know, my, I like drama. I'm really into, you know, lifetime moments of truth. Yeah, yeah, totally. So, I, of course, I'm like, is there a second family? No, but I, I highly doubt that. I'm not. I would never ever guess because you sound like so warm and so sweet and hopeful. I would never insinuate that your lover has a second family. I really, I was gonna say, has anyone not sounded unhinged on a voicemail? <laughs> There's something about like a voicemail, just like you're unhinged. It's like unfair, but it's just like weird. Like like has anyone just like come off beautifully in a VM? <laughs> I just think that like if if we did, it was back in the day. We've lost the art of like a good VM. That, yeah, it's true. It's definitely like it. out of you know the people who choose to call in. It's like you're dedicated you're coming us like you're yeah, giving us leaving a voicemail crane. yeah if someone leaves me a voicemail today i just like scream and break my phone in half and <laughs> Get i'm like no. out of here i'm like please don't talk to me ever again like wh- why do you want to kill me <laughs> anyway but that's, that's my more shit anyway, <laughs> that's my shit anyways moving on sorry what do you think Andy? i'm gonna throw this out there if it's a self-esteem thing yeah I, I i say this uh for all of our advice questions all these could be resolved by having an honest conversation. Oh, I know. <laughs> I know. That's really, LOL. The, that's really the truth for all yeah. this stuff. But uh, specifically for this, if it's a self-esteem thing, I think it requires you to kind of like build them up in some way then yeah. so that they feel okay taking pictures. Mm-hmm. If it's a secret family thing, <laughs> then you're just shit out of luck. You got to never gonna, Yeah. They're never. You gotta... you, yeah. They're not going to take another picture you know, <laughs> because they don't want their family in Akron to find out right. that they're dating you right. in Cincinnati. Right. Well, right. very close, very brave. But it's far enough away <laughs> that it is, right. you know. Yeah, and there's no internet in Akron. Yeah, it's like Famously. Pittsburgh and Altoona. Wow. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, I, I'm down. I agree. <laughs> Tulsa yes. to Omaha. I'm just looking at this notepad where you have Massachusetts, Maryland, Maine, and Montana written on here. And then first albums. I love it. The Brain Trust. The Brain Trust. I love it. I really I love, love the comedy of Maryland Rice Cub. Oh, uh, Maryland Rice Cub. Mm. Um, no, We're cutting also, that one out. <laughs> I think you also have to think about what I think was funny for me was when you said, uh, dear caller, you're like, pictures make me feel cherished. And I'm like, I know. now this is the thing. It's like, you are. Do you feel like your partner is showing you ch- that they love and cherish in other ways? I know, but probably you know? not. Probably not. If mm-hmm. she's if she's so desperado for a pic, something telling me that he, she's he's not 
showing up from her mm. in other areas. Ooh, so, the, so I this wonder, is just is it like, a symptom? Is it a yes. symptom? Yeah. There's something deeper going on. Is there something deeper, sister? Get the shovel and let's dig. Let's get in there. And bottom is when you stop digging. So just think about, you know, where you're going to unearth. Top from the bottom. Yeah, there's always a new bottom. You can always top to from top. the bottom? There's a new bottom to top. Wait, what? <laughs> Am I in gay porn now? <laughs> the most elaborate millennial porn. Come record a podcast. I know, right? <laughs> no, but honestly, like, LOL. Like, it would be like, I was at a podcast recording and you told me to take my shirt off and... I thought that's strange because we're not being recorded. It's just my voice. But I said yes. <laughs> I said yes. And then we fucked. <laughs> On a notepad. <laughs> so. Well, that's a Maryland, Massachusetts. I hope we helped. And we're going to help some more after this next commercial break. The 27 Club is a podcast about famous musicians who died prematurely and sometimes mysteriously at the age of 27. Season 2 launches June 18th, 2020. And this new serialized podcast is hosted by me, Jake Brennan, creator and host of the award-winning music and true crime podcast, Disgraceland. My new show covers the lives and sometimes mysterious deaths of famous musicians who died at the too soon age of 27. Season 2 features Jim Morrison of The Doors, an artist whose short career burned fast and refused to fade away. Jim lived a life of fantasy and a life that was fascinating, highly dramatic, and filled with great music and wild exploits. Just like Jimi Hendrix, the subject of Season 1 of The 27 Club. And just like Kurt Cobain, Janis Joplin, The Grateful Dead's Pigpen, Robert Johnson, Amy Winehouse, and The Rolling Stones' Brian Jones all of whom will be covered in future seasons of The 27 Club. Season 2 of The 27 Club podcast on Jim Morrison premieres on June 18th, 2020. The 27 Club contains adult content and explicit language. You can listen to The 27 Club on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And now we're going to help some more. <laughs> Ryan O'Connell's still here, never leaving. We're about to shoot a movie. Are we? <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you want, uh, you know, look, you don't have to, but if you what? want to take your shirt off, oh yeah, just to like, well, that's really what I was just to feel okay for. when I said that. When I said if a porn went like this and told an elaborate story of a porn plot, it's because I wanted it. Because you wanted it. I've been thinking about you it. Have to it's been be the change. Yeah, exactly. You want to see? You have to make a manifest. Be the porn that you want to jack off to in the world. <laughs> Yeah. I, I have always said that. I have a plaque. I have a, a wood plaque. Totally. One of those ones from Kmart yeah, 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 yeah. with the it etched into it yeah. in our house. Yeah. Totally. Uh, okay. Another anonymous. Me and my boyfriend are three years strong. We can sit in silence and know what the other wants. He gets my anxiety and will help me work through problems that I know in my head aren't a big deal. He even supports my not very profitable job of modeling and painting. Uh, lol. Wait, a model paint moment of whatever. Okay, I'm obsessed. <laughs> Just so much good. Until, here's the twist. Until it comes to sex. Ooh. I mean, I don't want to say I'm a 10, but I'm cute. <gasps> okay. She sent over a picture. She, she sent over a picture. She's cute. I try to be sexy and be spontaneous, but somehow it never happens. We used to have sex often. Now, maybe. Maybe once a month. And even if we have sex, it's a one pump and done. Oh. Whoa, she putting uh, it out there. That's why it's anonymous. Uh-huh. And then she quotes herself. Uh, not really, but I mean like, boy, Wait. I already know how to get myself off. It's your turn. Mm. I've told him I need more sex and that I'm not satisfied. And he says, okay, but nothing changes. Am oh. I a beard? Do some men have problems getting hard? If so, how can I talk about it with him without hurting his feelings? 
I don't want such a good thing to end because of an orgasm, but damn it, I want my orgasm. <laughs> well, well, it's she- starting to affect us. I'm getting cranky, but he still seems normal and not affected by the uh, the lack of physical relations. Wow. Uh, oh, here's another little tidbit. Some people say it's our age. I'm 23 and he's 30. Oh, that is not. No, that's <laughs> no. not a thing. I thought you were that is 60. absolutely not a thing. <laughs> uh, do, 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 do. Yes. Okay. So. Okay. And here's a picture of my boobs, and here's <laughs> like, me bending over. Right. And, uh, really, I'm just horny. Is this a sex hotline? <laughs> I really want to fuck. Um, here's the thing. I, you know, it's funny. Like, you know, I've been with my boyfriend for four and a half years, and there definitely is like dry spells that we go into yeah. for sure. And I remember at first I would freak out about that and be like, oh my God, like what's wrong with us? And then whatever, you realize it's ebbs and flows. However, it doesn't seem like they ever had like a strong sexual connection. Or maybe not. I don't know. Well, that's what I can't tell. Like, I, th- I but I think she does say like it was good, and then lately it has been infrequent. Yes, it's a more of a lately thing, and that would be. We used to just- have. She says we used to have sex often. Now maybe, maybe oh, uh-huh. once a month. God, that's hard. And then for how long does that last? Too right? Because like I once a month for three months qualifies as dry spell. But yeah, are they, are they once talking a month about for a like? Year, that's like a that's a new, yeah. that's a new dynamic. But what are they? Here's the thing that I always like think about with this: like, what are they counting as sex? Are they just counting like plain old hetero P and V? It's straight people. That's exactly what they're thinking. <laughs> like huh. one thing, I'm like, why don't you expand your uh, your your God. palette to your palette? Yes, yeah, so I was gonna. I'm like, I'm, you can see how repressed I am I when I have to talk about this in public. Uh, <laughs> privately, Naomi and I are very open, very talkative. Uh, but <laughs> I love that talking. privately open, privately. But open. Uh, uh, but maybe like they're just like like maybe you got to count some more stuff as maybe you got to open up well, the uh, repertoire. But and I, but I get the feeling that it's I think because she says she's like I, she's like orgasm like you know yeah. what can and so it look it doesn't always have to end in an O. You know, to be very orgasm driven can also be very. That's limited. what Gail says. <laughs> That's what, who says? Gail, as in Gail and Oprah. It oh, doesn't always have to oh, end in an O. Oh, this one. Not amazing. <laughs> but. Well, no, but it always does. It, it, oh, you know it always it does. It always does. Uh, <laughs> but, <laughs> but I think, um, you know, as you said before, like this is one of those where it's like, you got to have a conversation. And I think that conversation has to be not in a moment when like you're feeling horned up and trying to get some. <laughs> You know yeah. what I mean? Like, it's got to be a conversation when it's like, we're chill. We've had a nice day. Can we talk about the lack of frequency? Do you know what right. I mean? Of course. And that's in a way, that's very gentle because people are like, it's a really touchy thing. You don't want anyone to feel like they've not been a good lover or whatever. Yeah. Like, it's very, so you have to be like, this has to be a gentle, gentle thing. But um, I think you need to have like a real serious conversation about it. And if things don't change after that, then. I don't know. Because That's there tricky. Is, well, because she says, to, well, because especially because have the conversation, do not in any way insinuate, like, don't, am I your beard? I think, like, that can be very tricky. Oh, my like, God. You LOL. cannot insinuate, you know, a male sexuality. I know. And preference is tied to an ability to perform. Because I think that that's like what shuts a conversation down. Well, yeah. That's what makes a person not gay. Yeah, it's like, like, okay, okay. well. Don't use the phrase floppy weenie. (laughs) Floppy weenie. But yes, also, I mean, I don't know. I don't have a penis, but like, yeah, you could have trouble getting hard sometimes. I could have trouble getting hard after a a big meal. (laughs) So I can only imagine. I thought a big meal was your aphrodisiac. It is, but then sometimes if it's too big, right? Like, I have a fine window. <laughs> right. Like, I like to eat, but then if I eat too much, 
It'll be like, don't come near me. I went on Propecia three months ago, and I was really scared that it would ruin my dick forever. And it's like <laughs> such a Sophie's choice that men have to do. They're like, do I want to be bald with a useless dick, or do I want to be having a big, powerful dick with no hair? <laughs> and um, I'm really happy to tell you that it works just like it did before. Just like it did. Just you like didn't have did to choose. I did <laughs> not have to fucking choose. But it's actually sad that I just apparently chose my hair. <laughs> like, by just rolling the dice, I'm the decision was made. Yeah. And it was so funny because I went to meet, I went, my dermatologist who prescribed it, she told me something harrowing, which was, she's like, and I'm also like in 0.1% or whatever, like, sometimes you get erectile dysfunction and it, and it just never works again. Jesus. And I was like, excuse me? <laughs> she goes, no, like, it just like never works again. And I was like, I come again? And I'm like, and people still take this? She's like, of course they do. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, come again? She's like, you never will. Yeah, you never will. Exactly. I know that's the problem. You won't. Um, oh, my God. Anyway, I don't know how this turned into that. I'm no, sorry. No, but I'm saying, like, no, but it, it can happen. Like, there are reasons. Like, my dick works. Ha, ha, ha. Your boyfriend's doesn't. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> there are reasons deep in one's heart and soul <gasps> as to why things may not be popping off. He might be world. depressed. He could, yeah, he could that be depressed. That affects sex drive. Oh. That affects sex Who drive. Who are you telling, sister? Yeah. Could he be intimidated? Question mark? The I don't know. You saw our picture. Pose, you said she was a ten. Posing questions. Could it be? Could it be that he's thirty, she's twenty three? I don't know. I've never. I mean, they've been together three years. Out of all of all of our goofery, I think the the true is like have again have a conversation, a neutral conversation. Yes. Not when you're like all. Goofed up in the horned up, Andy. The phrase <laughs> oh is God. horned I, up. But you're living in a goof place because yeah. you said goofery and then you said goofed up again. I understand. <laughs> you're trapped in goofville. Goofed up in the vagina. Yeah, <laughs> and also goof is a great word. I call things like sometimes I'm like, ugh, it's like the goof troop today. Whenever I'm like idiots, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, oh, the goof troops here. Oh my god. Uh, <laughs> okay, honestly. Truly hope we helped. Um, <laughs> thank you so much for calling in. You guys, I hope we were able to bring light into your life. <sighs> um, and we will very much be back next week. Ryan, thank you so much for helping us help others. Oh, yeah. Thank you. I mean, please. You're the best. <laughs> thank you. And, like, you guys, if you haven't watched special, it's like, do it. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, we can say, I hate the, like... Because I feel like in Hollywood, everyone's just like, oh, I like your thing. I like your thing. Like, we genuinely like oh, special. thank you. We truly, thank Like, you. that's not like, we're not just like uh, puffing smoke up your butt. Great. It I, was literally like. too, though, too. I love things up my butt. <laughs> just as, as much as possible. Right, really exactly. Just for, you know, you can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> my dick can take it. <laughs> ah. yeah. See you next week. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>
Katie Couric. I'm Bozma St. John. I'm an award-winning journalist, if I do say so myself. And I'm a hot-to-trot, trailblazing marketing executive. <laughs> and we're very confident. <laughs> we wanted to combine Bose's business and branding expertise with Katie's natural curiosity to create a podcast responding to this moment in time. Welcome to Back to Biz with Katie and Bose. Each week, we'll interview innovators, creatives, and CEOs to find out how our pandemic present will forever change the business of tech and media, travel and leisure, education and sports, fashion and pop culture. Because in many ways, this has been a really dark time, but it's also a time for reassessing, recalibrating, and finding the light. We're doing 10 episodes, and you can catch them every Thursday. So listen to Back to Biz with Katie and Bose on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite shows.